Hello and welcome to the X-Files Revisited. I'm your host, Graham Davidson, and with me as always is Brian Lomax. Join us as we systematically work our way through the full X-Files franchise. In each episode, we will tackle a single episode of the X-Files, so join along. Watch with us as we discuss each and every detail on the X-Files Revisited. Hello and welcome back to the X-Files Revisited. We are on to episode 2 of season 4 already, this one entitled Home. Brian, tell us a little bit about the legacy of this episode. <laughs> well, well, this one has a pretty big legacy, really. Mm. Uh, it, it is it's definitely what you'd call a fan favourite. Um, most fans list this when they're thinking about you know, when they're listing memorable episodes or episodes people should watch if they're going to get into the show. Uh, mm-hmm. But th- this, this primarily, I think, is remembered as being the, the episode that got banned from network television, from, from, from national television, from, from, from all television. It, it basically just got banned. It, they weren't mm-hmm. allowed to broadcast it. it, brought, it I think it got broadcast the first time round and then there was such a landslide of complaints that um, yeah. when it when it came to syndication, they weren't allowed to, to air this particular one. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I understandable, say, I suppose. Yes, yes, I, I do have to say, like, you know, and we'll get into it, but I can I can quite understand why. Um, mm. it, it's still pretty shocking even today, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, yeah, think Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, and well, that's pretty much what you get. It's it's it's. I, I actually um, was thinking wrong turn. Wrong Quite turn, wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I see wrong turn as being a riff on Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> anyway. But uh, but yeah, de- definitely more wrong turn than Texas Chainsaw. But de- it, it's it's all of the same ilk. Anyone who it's... knows me knows that I don't like those movies, so that doesn't bode well for this episode. Um, we'll see. <laughs> Let's get yes, into it. <laughs> uh, so are we going to look at uh, where this one lands? Mm-hmm. You want to throw a wild <laughs> guess out? It will be wild guess, Brian. I'm. So you say it's a fan favourite, which kind of gives me an idea that it's high up there. Um, but it's not a legacy episode, so I don't see it breaking the top ten. I'm going to go for twenty-three. Okay. Um, well, it's twice as high as that. Wow. It's at number 11. Wow. So it didn't crack the top 10, but it did just sit right outside it. So, yeah, it's at number 11. Uh, mm. Now, I, it's worth noting um, that in checking where this particular episode sat just before we went on tonight, mm-hmm. I didn't notice... Um, for the first time in a long time, uh, well, for the first time that I've ever noticed, in fact, that the number one spot for the 217 episodes has actually just changed. Um, right, okay. wow. it's, it, it's always been a particular episode that I've seen that has been at the number one spot, and Clyde Brookman's Final Repose has just knocked that episode off the number one spot and is now sitting in number one. You see that 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 makes perfect sense. 
Um, we both gave it glowing reviews. We just covered it <laughs> ourselves on this podcast. Uh-huh. We're literally tens of people listened to and they uh-huh. just voted in their droves yeah uh, yeah, yeah. so it's you know we we caused that i i think i think we we're, we're we're certainly to blame for any new kind of vibrations in the imdb scores mm. of the x-files but no in, t- in all in all fairness it, obviously the show has just gone to disney plus i think mm. it probably is finding quite a new audience people who've never seen it before you got a younger generation who've probably been heard about it from the parents and stuff so yeah it stands to reason that 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 whole imdb list now is probably going to start fluctuating over the next few years as as yeah. more people kind of come to the show well you know if it is the x-files revisited it fault as well <laughs> I, I would be interested maybe next time uh, and finding out whether uh, Tessos Dos Bitches has oh. <laughs> removed itself from last <laughs> from the bottom spot. It should. It should. It, it's, it should. It's not a great. It's not a great episode. But I can think of a dozen that are worse than it. Um, yes. There's, there's no way that's the worst episode of the show, mm-hmm. not by a long shot. Um, but uh, if 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 our show is partly responsible for anyone out there uh, casting votes. Which it is, let's face it, for casting votes on the IMDb scoreboard, so to speak. Do let us know in the comments. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. Uh, if you listen to the show on a podcast outlet, iTunes, whatever, Spotify, or if you watch us here on YouTube, uh, do let us know. Drop by, say hi, uh, let us know who you are, and yeah, it's, it's always good to hear from you. Uh, we've got a, we've got a few commenters on our channel, um, some regulars. Uh, and it's 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 really good to see them every week mm. commenting in the uh, in the comments on YouTube. I, I when I post our our episodes on there, I I, I look forward to mm-hmm. to reading their comments each week. So yeah, jump on board yeah. that train. But now, let's let's jump into this movie mm-hmm. uh, movie episode. It's all about family. Family it's all values. About family. Yeah, it's, about yeah. Family. it's 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 the perfect episode to go straight to Disney Plus. Absolutely. If anything screams Disney, yeah. it's this one. It, it's this episode. <laughs> I, I literally think Walt Disney is spinning in his grave right now. Um. <laughs> and, his, and his shallow, freshly made grave when I read something. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. And on that note, nice segue. Um, so we open up the episode and we see a baby being born. Mm. And then being buried. Alive. Uh, alive, yeah. Um, and the, the the father, we can assume, <laughs> and is, 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 is is crying. Yeah. yeah, well, he's he's very upset. Um, mm. he, he's, yeah, he's buried the child. He's very upset. He's crying. There's storm all around. And it's just, yeah, it it's, it's quite a horrendous thing to look at. They look pretty deformed. These guys, the father and whoever the other two are. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we go from there to a baseball game. So it's kind of like the next day. It's sunny. The rain has kind of disappeared. A bunch of kids are playing baseball outside the peacock farm. Uh, we know it's the peacock farm because when they lose the ball over the fence, none of them will are willing to go on there to get it. It's like, that's the peacock farm, yo. Let's stay away yeah. from there. But why you would play a game of baseball right outside that of it? Close. 
<laughs> that close. I, I would, uh, yeah, I'll never know. Um, but yeah, uh, one of the players, one of the kids, he stands on a particular spot, keeps digging his foot in it, you know, because he's playing baseball, um, and blood starts oozing out of the ground, um, which kind of brings them to, well, we, we see a little hand. We know it's yeah. a baby. It's just, yeah. So right off the bat, opening sequence. Yeah. Go. <laughs> what what a gruesome opening, isn't it? it really is. It's, it's letting you know mm-hmm. that this is the X Files playing in its most, I would say, horror centric vibe so far. Mm-hmm. Everything about yeah. it feels uh, very horror centric. There are some deviations from that in certain scenes, but for the most part, it's a very horrific tale. Um, we get that rain soaked night. We get the blood soaked birth. The, the the baby being buried alive which is probably the image that got this episode banned i mean there's more but <laughs> if there's one image... the certain something under the bed is also uh... <laughs> yes so, um, oh, yes it's 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 an awesome opening and it's just like i was literally fist pumping the air uh, just purely like this is amazing yeah. I, um, yeah. this was an episode when a particular song is played later on yes. flashbacks Right, um, okay. So I, I did remember this one while I was watching it, but at the time, just at the start, it's such a wonderful opening. And I loved the change from the rain-soaked, horrific night to the, mm. the, the brown cornfields, the kids playing ball. Just that switch was just terrific as well. Although, like you said, why are they playing baseball there? It's a field. <laughs> it's literally a massive field with not only that house there. Which also brings me to the question... Why didn't the guys just bury it on their land? Why did they walk two meters by their fence and bury it? Wouldn't you go further? <laughs> Maybe they didn't want the pigs digging it up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, to be honest, if you really want to get rid of it, feed it to the pigs. <laughs> I was thinking that, Brian, but I'm so glad you said it first. <laughs> it's just, but it 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 is horrendous. It is. Well, I'll say it, it is the most horrendous opening of any X Files. Yes. I mean, when you when you're dealing with kids, particularly newborn babies, mm. it it doesn't get any more low than that, mm. uh, any more gruesome. Um, yeah, it's not it's, even it's not even like a mercy death. No, you know they don't, they don't do anything quicker. And I, I even though I know it'd still be awful, but mm-hmm. they, they don't they don't do anything. They just bury it and let it suffocate. Though in, though in their minds, that probably is a mercy death because these guys aren't exactly high on the roll call of academia, are they? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, they know how to set a good trap, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it, it's certainly grim and I can very much understand why a lot of people um, m- may be tuning in for the first time. Not even X-Files fans, but at this point, you know, the show's had so much of a reputation. It's coming coming back after its most successful season, season three, which is when, when the show really became the phenomenon that it was. So a lot of new audience came into season four. So I imagine this was like, First time, it's right, I'm going to sit down and finally watch this X-Files, see what it's all about. Oh, no! <laughs> so, yeah, I can understand the complaints, and I would imagine this has probably lost a lot of people. It's probably not a good position, actually, to put this episode. 
as the yeah. as the second episode of the season. Because I would imagine they 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 really shot themselves in the foot by doing that, bringing in a lot of new audience, then going right, we're going to hit you with the hardest possible way we can. Um, but uh, yeah, but at the end, by the end of this episode, you will know if you're a fan of the show or not, or <laughs> whether that's it. You're gone. You're out. Um, so we go we, we go to Mulder practicing his throwing arm on the field while oh, Scully yeah. works. Scully's kind of looking at the baby and you know looking at the site, and then uh, Mulder hankers for simpler times, which pretty much brings up much of what this episode is about, which is the simpler times of you know when people used to leave their doors unlocked and you know they used to know their community and and be able to you know say who everybody was in their street and. Uh, yeah, it's that's very much what this this particular episode is about. I feel and and the dangers yeah. which have encroached within to suburbia, within to the the, the suburban uh, households, quite literally at one point in this episode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Sheriff Andy Taylor pops up. So I had to look this up because Mulder makes a. Um, he makes a com a comment. Uh, is, it, is it Amos and Andy? Is, it, is, it, is that no? Or? No, no. So, so it's it's literally so. There's a cop show. We didn't get it over here. It was never big over here. But um, there's a there's there's a cop show in America that was quite big, quite famous. Um, and the sheriff in that was called Sheriff Andy Taylor. Right. And his deputy in the show was also called uh, Barney Fife. Barney Fife, yeah. Which is the name of the deputy the in this cops? one? No, it's not Keystone Cops. It's it's not Keystone Cops. No, um, it's it's, it's something. Me now, Brian. Yeah, probably. I, I, it's not. It's certainly nothing I'd heard of when I looked it up. So, um, I'm just uh, saying, I, just throwing it out there, like a better prepared co-host would have that information <laughs> at hand. <laughs> I looked it up. I looked. I just didn't take the name. You know, it's just. <laughs> I. I'd, yeah, I don't care to keep hold of that piece of knowledge. Um, all, all you need to know is that, yeah, Andy Taylor and Barney Fife were two police officers in a cop show in America that was quite successful, uh, which is why Mulder finds it endlessly amusing that these guys are called Andy Taylor and Barney Fife. The Andy so, Griffith Show. For everybody out there, like me, wondering what it was, it's the Andy Griffith Show. Is that what it was? Still never heard of it. <laughs> if you just told me what's the Andy Griffith show right now, I, 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 oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, dude, you looked it up. That's how you found out Andy Taylor and Barney Five. <laughs> still didn't know. Still didn't know. Okay, so Mulder asks about the Peacock Farm, and the sheriff makes a lot of implications. Oh, I love it. Um, and also says that he doesn't want things to change. Uh, but yeah, the, the implication pretty much being that. There's possibly some inbreeding going on there, we, but we just, you know, they keep themselves to themselves, so we we let them keep themselves to themselves. Um, really, you know, respo responsible it's, it's, policing. It's like a, a dirty little secret almost. Uh huh. Just it's, there's a an almost shame in letting yeah. the outside police see this dirty little secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time, big mm. time. Um, and I, I think the the comment he makes about how he doesn't want things to change 
is very much rooted in that. Um, I think he recognises that there is a danger on the outskirts, but he's never done anything about it mm-hmm. because he doesn't want things to change. He's 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 living under a delusion that things are still yeah. the way they used to be. And I, I like that about this because there's that implication that his inaction has caused what is mm. going to happen next. Yeah. You know, whereas if he had done the harder task and actually taken these people to task, mm-hmm. they could have had the situation solved. But his yeah. reluctance to do that, and which I think is amazing because the performer, the actor, is only in a couple of scenes, and yet somehow delivers that without giving you that information. Yeah. So this this is a one of this is one of a few actors who are in this season. So when season three of the X Files was playing, there was a show called Space Above and Beyond. Yeah. Um, that was spearheaded by Glenn Morgan and James Wong. Obviously, writers and directors of this show would also go on to do Final Destination. Um, but they, they, yeah, they did the show Space Above and Beyond, which we should probably do on this. You know, once we've done Millennium and Lone Gunman mm-hmm. and all that, if you know, if we really want to branch out, do what shows that that. The, the makers have done going to Breaking Bad. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, Space Above and Beyond. It lasted one season, um, and they got told basically they weren't coming back. So in, in the last episode, they pretty much killed everyone off. It was it was it was actually quite a decent final episode to be honest. Uh, but we we lost the humans lost, um, mm. and uh, most of the main actors that were in that show make an appearance throughout this season. So literally that that show ended same time as season three of X-Files and they pretty much jumped off that and all came straight into the X-Files. So we've got Kristen Cloak coming up. We've got, I can't remember the name of the guy, but he's in an episode called, um, I think it's, is it Never Again or something like that? Uh, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it, 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 it's pretty, interesting to just see them all pop up knowing that their show that they were all on together ended um but uh yeah you can you can see uh the, the makers of this show kind of throwing out some bones <laughs> keeping their careers alive but um quite literally in this one uh, yeah, yeah 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 so they go to see the victim in a closet uh it's it's it's, it's basically it's not a bathroom is it a bath? I thought it was a bathroom. I uh, can't. Re- yeah, it might be a wash washroom or something. Either way, it's the size of a closet. Um, yes. They got because they don't have a proper um, morgue in mm. there. In the yeah, so uh, they go to see the victim, and Scully says that the baby inhaled dirt, which means it was alive, obviously, when it was buried. Um, but the child is full of all manner of birth defects, um, like literally this 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 thing would have died probably, mm. even if these guys even if they. I, I think the, the the technical term that Scully uses is every birth defect known to man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, yeah. just it's yeah, it's, it's it, horrific. It, even it, it paints a mental picture, really. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, yeah. And we, we never get like a full on shot of it, but we get mm. loads of little flash images, you know, like whether it's the hand or the foot or just a, a little close up on the skin to see the abrasions and the, the blisters. And, the, and it's just every parent's worst nightmare. Uh, just like, mm. yeah, it's 
it's sickening. Um, it really is. And it, but it, it's it's a very fine balancing act that is done in this episode with regards to the humour. Most of which comes out of Mulder and Scully, their banter and their observations towards the, the like Barney Fife yeah. and this, that and the other. And it's like, this episode could be done, it could be so misjudged, like so misjudged. Oh, 100%. Like this, this, just even coming close to this subject matter, oh, yeah, if you don't get it right, then you're not just missing, you're missing big time in like an offensive way, a really offensive way, kind of sickening depraved offensive way that makes you just go that's it i'm out this show's gone too far it's actually pissed me off uh but what they do in this episode with that balancing act of the humor and then the really dark stuff spot on absolutely spot on i feel like everyone in the writer's room for this one got called in there and it's like guys we're treading a tightrope here. We've got to nail this. Um, so yeah, the the the, the humour, just just the stuff between Mulder and Scully is really great. Scully is really affected by it. Um, she talks about the fears of having and then losing the child. Mulder jokes about his family line passing genetic muster before comforting Scully. Um, he. Uh, he kind of, he kind of realizes as well that I think he's he's put his foot in it because he, mm. he says he says to to Scully that he, he never really imagined her having kids, yeah. um, and and then I, and I think he realizes that oh crap I might have uh, yeah might have gone a bit too far there uh, yeah and it actually gets hammered home later on by um, another mother who says to her that she's not a mother you know. Mm. The, later on at the end of the scene just just mm. pile on Scully episode <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much um, but of course motherhood for Scully is going to become well it's massive for her character mm. this isn't just something they touch on here and it's like that's it next episode never think about it again motherhood is very much a, um, a defining aspect of Scully's character throughout the rest of the series it plays really big parts to, to her character. Well, um, we know what happened to Queequeg. He <laughs> thinks he's still feeling sour about that and thinking, oh, if I can't even, can't even look after a dog, how am I going to manage a child? Yep. I'm going to be a terrible mother. Okay. Um, Mulder doesn't think that this is a case for them. Hmm. Which is, you know, it's... I'm I'm surprised he didn't come out with some wacky theories at this point. Um, you know, it, it's just it's it's Mulder we're talking about. Mm. Seen a child with every major defect known to man, um, and he's just he's got nothing. Yep. Like Zilch, Mulder is is he feeling all right? <laughs> but there's something funny in the fact that he looks at this and goes, "Too pedestrian." Mm. <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 so um, that is until Scully suggests that the mother of the child is most likely a woman 
being held against her will on the Peacock property. Uh, Mulder says he never saw Scully as a mother before. Um, so that, that's, that's when he drops the line. Um, and I think he immediately regrets it. Either that or he's just as oblivious to it as he was when he was uh, consoling Scully over Queequag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but... Um, so at this point... The, the investigation is is all hinged on okay so we've got a bunch of inbreds uh, and they're holding a woman against her will in that house which is very much tcm wrong turn kind of flavor moving on yes <laughs> i was curious where you were going there brian yeah. yeah well we'll get there when we get there um, they check out the peacock's house, um, complete with decapitated pig's head. Uh, they they see probable cause with the bloody scissors, because Scully's like, we, we, we can't go in. Mulder's like, just help, help letting himself in. So they flash a torch. And I'm pretty sure there's probably about 200 things within that room that would be probable cause, because it's... Yeah. <laughs> this is the one, like I said, a lot of niggle I have here. Like there's, there's no traps. They just walk into the house. Yeah, because then they set the traps because they kill the sheriff. Hmm. So they they when they kill the sheriff, they know right th this is it. They're going to be coming for us because she even gives them the speech. But then the, the back door, like they all rush out to get the pigs, and then do they stop to quickly set a trap again before they leave that door? Because they just rush out to get the pigs. That's later and, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right after the deputy dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? No, when they set the traps. No, 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 no. So, so right. I'm saying they're not going to set traps now, because as far as they're concerned at this point, no one's onto them. Right. They only know that someone's onto them once. Well, once this scene happens, which is Mulder and Scully go into the house, hmm. and then the mother hears them having their conversation under the bed. From that point on, they know their, their way of life is being threatened. So what do they do? They se She sends the boys after the sheriff, and then they batten down the hatches. Mm. So at this right, point, okay. no, there's no traps. So. I just figured they had them say it all the time. No, 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 no. It's just they, they, they set them because they know that... The, that that's the, a fair point, yep. yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Okay, so... Um, Yes, yeah, so they check the Peacock's house. Um, uh, I think, I can't remember who it is. Mulder or Scully says this room alone should convict them because it's just, yeah. Um, and as, as I say, it turns out they're being watched. We see a, pa a pair of eyes under the bed, really nicely lit with the uh, <laughs> strip well, of I, light across them. I, I don't know why. I thought it was under the floorboards. Right, okay. I, yeah. I just, I don't know why I went there, but I just assumed it was someone kind of watching yeah. from there. Well, I, I, I don't, I, I can understand that because I don't, I don't think until, until mm. Mulder pulls her out from under the bed later on, it's not mm. exactly clear where she's watching from and mm. it's not really important. All you know is that somewhere in the shadows, somebody Something. or somewhat, something is watching. Um, so we see Taylor, Sheriff Taylor on the phone and he's issued arrests for the Peacocks because obviously mm -hmm. Mulder and Scully have phoned it in. Scully asks about the cars, 
because uh, there's some cars parked outside the peacock's house, and the sheriff gets his gun out before putting it back. So yeah. th- this oh. is there to, there to show that you know th- this guy has a gun, mm-hmm. but he's never had it out. He's never had it mm-hmm. on at the ready because he's he's always felt safe. Um, and this is probably like the first time in his entire career that he's got his gun out um, with the con- with contemplating keeping it out. Yeah. And he makes the mistake of putting it away. As soon as it gets put away, you're like, oh, yeah, huge that's mistake. That's a mistake. Buddy. Huge mistake. That's a mistake, yeah. Okay, so the peacocks go for a drive, put on some tunes. Hullbilly road trip. <laughs> Hillbilly road trip, that's right. Yeah. Um, basically, to cut a long story short, they go and kill Sheriff Taylor and his wife. Hmm in brutal fashion and taking a lesson out of the Quentin Tarantino school book um, they brutally kill Sheriff Taylor and his wife to the sound of a really upbeat folksy kind of 50s tune <laughs> yeah yeah that is <clears throat> yeah um, it's, it's brutal I, I feel I think the most um, the most thrilling and exciting and, and disappointing part of this scene is the wife, whom you know the sheriff's getting it, you know everything mm-hmm. is leading towards him getting it, but there's a genuine feeling that the wife is going to survive, mm-hmm. get away. She's staying quiet. She's under the bed. She's out of sight, mm-hmm. and when that bed gets flipped over, you just yeah. you, you know she's going for. Just yeah. done. It's, and they it's, re- it's the really go to town. I know with those yeah. clubs, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't get to see much. Just the squelching and the, yeah. the swinging, which is which is all, which is all you need. It's all yeah. you need. Um, so I, I recently rewatched The Hitcher, um, mm. and it's amazing how how little they actually show you in that film, and yet how effective it is mm. as a result of doing so. And you compare that to the remake in which they show you everything, and it loses yeah. the effect. But it's like having that that music, the you know the really upbeat kind of fifties tune that is that is juxtaposed with this horrific act of violence that is a lot of it is like mostly off screen. Mm. It's it just it does something to you um, emotionally that just just works, absolutely works. So yeah. So Barney, Barney Fife is really shaken. He gives, um, I don't know if his his second name is Fife or whether no, it's, it's just, not. you know. No, it's not. They, they make, it, it, they make just, a joke about that. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, that's it. He's, yeah, so it's uh, Andy Taylor and his, his partner's Barney. So, but yeah. this, this performance is fantastic. Mm. Like when he's breaking down and he's he's like he's seen something horrific and he's like try mm-hmm. to smoke a cigarette he can mm-hmm. he's trying to re- he's somehow goes into automatic pilot and starts reeling off this information about things that have arrived but he's just shell shocked and I th- I thought yeah. it was wonderful absolutely yeah. wonderful definitely definitely um, so he gives Mulder and Scully info then sits outside while they go in mm. uh, Scully thinks the lab cocked up the DNA testing on the baby. Mulder theorises a baby being born as the result of more than one 
brother's sperm having fertilized the egg? Mm. Scully says no. <laughs> Mulder says result of years and years of inbreeding. Scully still says no because the female would have to be a member of the family and there are none left. Yep. Oh. Yeah, so just this explanation, like I remember when I first heard, when I first watched this episode, this this whole bit just completely went over my head. Right. Just because it's it's just not even a concept that even it's just not a concept I could grasp when I first watched this yeah. I'm like more than one so so what so due to inbreeding over over many 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 years it's created a mutant kind of thing in in the family genes which means that first the older brother does his business Sperm yeah. fertilizes the egg. Second brother comes along, does his business. That sperm fertilizes the same egg. Mm -hmm. Ew. <laughs> Ew. And that's before uh, you get to the third. <laughs> and that's before you get to the third. It's just, yeah, okay. It's just all kinds of wrong. All kinds of wrong. Um, and then as soon as Scully drops that nugget that Okay, yeah, it it may be plausible, but only if it's with another family member. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah. Okay, so Scully is all up for going to the house. Mulder thinks it's too risky, but Barney goes all Chuck Norris, uh, which I really like because he's... It, 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 Chuck Bronson. Chuck, uh, Charlie Bronson, is it? Yeah. Um, okay, so um, Scully asks how the Peacocks could have known that Taylor was issuing arrests unless there was someone there in the house when they were there. So that means, yeah. once again, they've got to get back in the house. Uh, although but, uh, this uh, time... I've, yeah, I've got to say, like, outside, uh, Barney was gave one of the best performances I've ever seen. But when he comes into that room... His performance is quite awful. <laughs> when he brings out the gun. <laughs> I d I, it's it's so forgivable. It's, it's caricatured. And yeah, silly. but that's the point, though, isn't it? It's yeah. meant to be. Because even Mulder calls that out yeah. by calling him Charlie Bronson. You know, it's it's yeah. like that. that's the point. It's meant to, You're meant to... When he comes in and he does that and he cocks his yeah. pistol, like, oh. you are meant to roll your eyes. This isn't... This isn't it's not a case of bad writing where it's like no. you, you roll your eyes and you're like, oh, that was so lame. Because Mulder calls it out. He says it's lame. Th th we're meant to feel that way. So it's, The way I look at those kind of scenes is, is I can put myself in that situation. And what I do is I put myself five, ten years in the future, having <laughs> a flashback to that moment and just going, dear God, what was I thinking? But, you know, like, <laughs> the embarrassment that you would have 10 years removed from that situation mm -hmm. um, is what I feel I know yeah. that's a bit com complicated silly but okay hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Mrs Peacock checks out her boys now <laughs> 
I gotta say, and this is probably just probably gonna sound weird, but of all the sickening things in this episode, do you know what sickens me most? Scully pushing a pig? Nope. It's in this scene. Just before Mrs. Peacock checks out her boys, when one of her boys chews up some food for her and then puts it in her mouth so that she can... It makes me want to vomit. It literally (laughs) makes me... Like the baby, the inbreeding, the brutal violence. I could take it all. But having someone chew something up and then put it in someone else... Ugh, just makes me vo- Ugh, moving on. Pretty sure I was eating while I was watching that scene. Yeah, well, she gives them a pep talk anyway about family. This is the, the Disney, hmm. you know, the Disney pep talk about how families have to stick together and Yeah, it's, and it's a familiar um, speech that we've seen played out many times in many mm-hmm. Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. Yep, family. It's all about family. Yep, it's all about family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vin Diesel would be proud. Mm. So Mulder and Scully and Barney arrive at the house and make their assault. Um, so they, um, yeah, they do pigs. <laughs> Have I, hang on a second. <laughs> they do pigs. They do pigs. Okay, so. Um, where have I got? I've, I've, I've missed... Barney's going in the front door and Mulder and Scully are making their way round to the back That's it, so, Yeah, so, yeah, they're making a salt. Um, is that it? Is that all I've got for notes? I've, I've seriously, like, undernoted. I think, you know what's happened here? I've got so caught up in the episode that I've... Yeah. <laughs> I've just stopped writing, which happens. Like, the climax of this episode, I'm just, I'm, I'm just so in it that it's like... All um, oh, right, okay, so... So Mulder looks scared, which I really love, actually. Um, so I don't know about you, but even if I was in law enforcement and had training, going into a house like that, I would be bricking it. Yeah, I mean, my first thought went to just burn it. Like, yeah, <laughs> just, just, just but but the thing, burn in the door. I'm just like, just burn it down. If, as far as they're concerned, right now, they 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 think there's a victim in there, mm. a, a woman who's who's held against her will. Collateral um, damage, right? Yeah, <laughs> but but I but I do love seeing the fact that Mulder is scared mm. because it's like so few times that I can think of where we see cop shows and whatnot where the, the central characters go into a situation and we don't we don't get that sense of fear from them. Which is like, yeah, okay, they're brave, they're courageous, but that doesn't mean they don't brick it when they go into a situation like this, which is which is completely unknown. Um so Scully leads. <laughs> Scully takes the lead, which is, let's face it, something we've come to expect. On it's this a smart show. move. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so Barney, still being all gung ho, he just goes straight to the front door, kicks it in, and gets killed by a really yeah, gnarly gets, trap. Uh, it's a good old uh, Scatman Crothers. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm yep. the day. Oomph. Yeah, Dead. big time. Uh, Mulder assesses what's happening before coming up with a plan. That plan involves Scully saying, Baram you! Baram you! 
So they need to create a distraction so they let the pigs loose um, from the from the peacocks. A slight kind of argument near. I'd say that Scully lets the pigs loose because Mulder's kind of cowering in a corner. <laughs> she's <laughs> yeah, she's she's basically pushing the the ass of this pig uh, while saying "Bar I'm you" because for whatever reason she thinks that's going to get him moving. It's um, that's, that's, what, that's what the pig says in babe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, and uh, I, I th- is it is it Mulder who says? Um, Something along the lines of, is, is it wrong that I'm quite turned on right now or something like that? Yeah. Quite excited right now, yeah. Uh, w- would you think less of me if I told you that I was quite excited right now or something? But, uh, yeah, he just... W- which I think is... Um, I, th- I think it speaks a lot about Mulder's character because I, I think it's something of a bit... It's, it's a bit like Chandler in Friends. You know how he uses def- uh, humour as a defence mechanism? Mm-hmm. I think... Because Mulder's bricking it in this situation, I think that's what he uses his humour. Mm. I think it says a lot about his character that perhaps you could look at in, in maybe other episodes where he's dropped jokes like that. But here it, it seems to stand out because we know he's scared. It, it's, it's, it's interesting that he uses yeah. humour in that way to kind of break the tension. Um, so... They disarm a trap, um, and <laughs> Mulder. They go into the house. They're checking out all these pictures while the uh, the brothers are all outside trying to round up the pigs. Yep. And uh, Mulder picks up this newspaper with a really <laughs> sad look on his face, and then it says Elvis dead at forty two. Um, and uh, and then they see pictures of the family, the Peacock family, throughout the generations, as they're getting more and more deformed as it's going mm-hmm. on. Uh, and then they find the mother, yeah. the secret under the bed. And I gotta say, no matter how many times I've watched this episode, every time they pull her out and she just starts wailing, it gets a visceral emotional reaction out of me. Mm. There's just something about it that makes my skin crawl. Um, and and I feel the the hairs on the back of my neck stand up, and and um, it doesn't shy away. It gives you a static mm. overhead shot and lets you see everything. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, there's nothing really grotesque or, or something you can show, but it's just it's it's horrific to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's more the implication uh-huh. of, of um, what she's been used for. Yeah. But but through her own, um, like 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 it's her planning, so to speak. It's not like the, the the boys have taken it upon themselves. It's like no, she this is this is her who's behind it all. It's her who's who's thought we've got to continue the family line. We've got to we've got to keep going. Mm. So it's it's oh, it's just <laughs> it's so wrong so wrong on so many levels and it's like i i i can understand the complaints that were sent in over this episode i really can and the thing is this was released in the 90s the mid 90s like there was nothing 
like this on TV at that yeah. time. Nothing that went... Like, even now, even now, when you look at the, the worst shows that are on TV, the ones that are most graphic, even now, this stands toe-to-toe -to -toe with them, if not being even more sickening. Mm. Like, I can't, I can't think of anything that I've seen in recent years that has pushed the boundary, and there has been a lot that has pushed that boundary, but I still can't think of anything that I've seen in recent years that compares to this episode with regards to what they're putting on screen and nope. what they're getting away with. Um, nope. But this, uh, this scene, uh, this episode, most definitely had to inspire Wrong Turn. Oh, big had time. To. Had big to. Had to. We've spoken before about how sometimes X-Files takes from movies, Sometimes mm -hmm. inspires. This is definitely a case of the inspiration here, because when she comes out from under the bed, that's a, from what I remember, it's been a while since I've seen it, but that's a key scene in Wrong Turn as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's been it's been a long time mm. since I've seen Wrong Turn, and I only saw it once. Um, but the, I mean, certainly, obviously, Wrong Turn wasn't even a thing when this episode I, came out. I, I so think Wrong Turn was the early two thousands, yeah, 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 yeah. So this, like, I think what the, the their inspiration from this episode is clearly Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm. and then I think it's it's yeah things have a knock on effect, don't they? They they, yeah. in, they take inspiration from Texas Chainsaw, then Wrong Turn takes inspiration from this, and then, and so on and so forth. It's, that's just the way art moves. Um, mm. But um, yeah, it's. It's sickening anyway. It's really disgusting. Scully doesn't know what they can do, uh, as the mother doesn't seem to be there against her will. No. Mulder tells her to try and convince her boys to come quietly so they don't get hurt. Um, but Mrs. Peacock is proud of her boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's... It's, it's yeah. family values. <laughs> uh, Mulder sees them making their way back inside, and it's this point that it's like, do or die. Uh, it's, it's us or them. He bricks it even more so. <laughs> he bricks it even more so, and I really don't blame him. Uh, but they, yeah, carnage ensues, gun barrels are emptied, um, and yeah, the bro two of the brothers end up getting killed with great yep. difficulty it seems seems to take an awful lot to bring these mm. two down um and then by the time they have brought them down uh they realize the mother is gone presumably taken by the eldest son yeah. edmund um, has... edmund yep yeah yeah so we we get well, we get a final scene uh, with Ed, we hear talking in the trunk of a car, yeah. and then the trunk opens, and Mulder get not Mulder, Edmund gets out and then climbs in and drives off. Yes. It's just like, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why, why not have the back seats down? If she's in the trunk, why not have the back seats down so he could just, yeah, and then he can kill two birds with one stone and talk to her whilst driving. Uh, but um, yeah. Um, I think they were having a moment. <laughs> right. Okay. So. 
Because normally in these kind of, I see generic American movies when there's a parked car. Yeah. Do you wrap up? Go. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think this movie. Yeah, I keep calling it a movie. Kind of feel. <laughs> you've done, you've always done it. You, yeah, you, no. you just just do it. Just 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 roll with it. That's who you are, man. Just just go with it. <laughs> this episode feels like a movie. It's so mm -hmm. atmospheric. It's so uh, I'd I'd say cinematic and the way that it's shot when you get into the house and it's got the dim lights and it's so wonderfully um, decorated by uh, the production crew who've done a wonderful job here. Um, I think the performance was great. I think the fact that you see um, the peacocks sparingly or in shadows or from a distance is really, um, it really works well for the show, uh, creating that kind of ickiness but you don't get to see the seams almost by being too close to it. The whole mm. general ickiness of the episode is just, I mean, it starts horrific and somehow gets worse. Like, <laughs> and this is like a primetime TV show. It's just uh. marvellous. I think the, the the motherhood subject for, for Scully is terrific. I, I even like some of the sillier moments where Mulder is trying to get the TV to work, where he <laughs> eventually half sees a nature program and then begins to quote it back to Scully later mm -hmm. on once yeah. uh, the sheriff's assistant Barney Fife has been murdered and he's, and he's quoting back what he heard on the, the wildlife program it's just yeah. it's true to what he's seeing it's funny uh, it has its levity moments but this is truly X-Files deep within horror I don't think they'll even come anything close to this mm -hmm. uh, horror-wise the rest of the series. I know I've not seen it. I feel that way. Um, for me, it's, it's a five out of five, right? It, it really is. Yeah. This is better than any Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. It's it's better than any Wrong Turn movie. I know that's not hard, but um, it's just... I really don't like those kind of movies. Uh, anyone who knows me from you know from my, my, my other channel, they they will probably know that. Uh, and if if somebody told me what this episode was before I'd seen it, they said, "Oh, it's it's X Files doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre." I'd have been like, "Oh, crap!" Um, I'd just been like, "Why? Why did they have to go there?" But the execution of it is so fantastic. Because what those movies don't seem to understand is that you can put all the blood and splatter and ickiness you want into it, but unless you have character and, and theme, you've got nothing. And this this is a fil this, film. Now I'm doing it. Is <laughs> this is an episode about it's about survival, you know, whether it's the the genetic survival carrying on your your dream pool by any means necessary or the literal kind of caught in a death you know do or die situation and fighting for your life kind of survival um and it's also about how the world is getting darker how times used to be simpler um that you know as we, as we get older we realize that innocence is dying and mm. that couldn't be better encapsulated than it is in this this horrific family um it's just yeah it's great it's humorous when it needs to be without 
like I say, like I said before, it doesn't go on the wrong side of that line. It's a perfect balancing act. The horror is really horrific. The humour works really well. Gets a good laugh out of me. Um, and actually feeds into the characters as well. Like I say, you know, like I mentioned with Mulder, it kind of highlights something about his character. Um, yeah, it, it is a great episode. I, I think in previous times I'd have said this is a four out of five for me because it's just it's just too icky for me. But as is often the case, I'm just sitting down watching it, really analysing it, every scene. It's so expertly handled. It's so well done. Um, and to say that this is a TV episode yeah. th- that's better than any movies I've seen of this ilk, uh, five out of five for me, yeah, for sure. Good. Now, uh, let's... Well, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, Tilico? <laughs> is this another five out of five classic episode, Brian? No. No. It's better than that? I was not looking forward to this one. I'm not looking forward to it, I should say. Um, Yeah, it's... So think tombs, but really bad and probably quite racist. (laughs) So it, 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 it has a... It plays out... Are we talking, like, uh, nasty racist? Or are we talking, like, 70s comedian racism where they're not realising how terrible they're really being? Yes, yeah, something like that. So so it's about this um, tombs-like man, um, but he's African. And rather rather than stealing livers... He's stealing skin pigmentation. Mm. So he basically, and he, so when he, so he attacks all the black men, he steals their skin pigmentation, making them white as he kills them. Um, what could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go? It's as bad as that sounds. I know a lot of people who really like the episode. Um, mm. I don't know what drugs they've been smoking. But we'll get into it next time. Um, I mean, the other thing it would put the cherry on top is if they called the episode colourblind. I mean, that sounds <laughs> as if it would be. It's, but, it's, you know what? I'll go into it. I'll take it for, for what it is. Um, who knows? It might. It may be much better than I remember. All, all I remember is thinking that the, the way it plays out, the structure of it, the reveals, it feels... Like they're trying to redo Squeeze, hmm. but with a monster that's nowhere near as good, and he's also kind of racist. <laughs> <laughs> Just curious because we, we did have the the, the the unrelenting fear that Tesla Dos Bitches was going to be yeah horrendous, and I yeah. know it wasn't a great episode, but it wasn't mm-hmm. as bad as its mm-hmm. reputation. So yeah. This could it could be Dodd Cam, it could be yeah. Tesla Dodd Speeches, but we shall see, uh-huh. I suppose. Teleco yeah. doesn't have the kind of reputation Tesla Dodd Speeches has. I think you ask most most X Files fans, they're like, "Oh, Teleco's well better than Tesla Dodd Speeches." Um, and I'm right. right now, until we watch it again, I'm like, 
is it though? <laughs> the we'll only thing that. is guaranteed is that it'll be higher than Tesla Dos Beaches on IMDb ratings. That's that's for that's moment. for certain. That's for certain. Yes. Okay. As always. Thank you for watching on the YouTube channel or listening on your preferred podcast service. We appreciate it and we'd feel very grateful if you would like or give us a five star rating, whatever you're doing. Um, that would be fantastic. Allow people to discover our little X Files Revisited podcast. Share the love. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening and we will see you next week for episode three, Taliko. You've been listening to the X-Files Revisited. Please join us next time when we dissect another episode of this classic series. If you like what you've been listening to, please don't forget to click subscribe and also leave a rating and a review. It really does help us to get seen. If you'd like to hear or see more from Graham, please visit Man V Film on YouTube. Likewise, if you'd like to hear or see more from Brian, then please head over to Brian Lomax Movie Talk, also on YouTube. All that's left for us to do is to thank you for listening. And until next time, trust no one.